Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you doing? Yeah, man. Not bad. Not bad. This is Thanksgiving week, my friend. That it is. I have a short week. It is. I think after tomorrow, I think I should be off the rest of the week. Hey, I'm not even going in tomorrow. I am on vacation. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I how, I about pulled off a, how, how I was able to get a whole week, I don't know, but I'm thankful and I'm living take, it up as much as it. possible. Take it. If you can get it, take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So the, um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of nice. Just it's like, oh, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. This could be nice. It'd be great. I'm still gonna have to wake up because I'll probably still have to take Grayson to yeah. school. But that's fine. It's all right. Then I just come back home and go back to sleep if I want. I'll be sure. like, so growing up, we had a neighbor that sometimes would take us to school and sometimes pick us up. Like my, she lived two houses down, and my best friend Andrew it was his mom. She never got out. I don't think I very seldom remember her out of her bathrobe. Very. Seldom. I mean, she had like pajamas. I mean, it's the 80s. Yeah. So, you know, pajamas and then, you know, bathrobe. Yeah. Drop us off from school in bathrobe. Sometimes even pick us up from school in a bathrobe. Comfortable. <laughs> very comfortable. I feel like that's probably going to be me tomorrow. Minus the bathrobe. I'll just be pajamas. Yeah. Dropping her off. Hair more disheveled than usual. And. All right, have a good one. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> and something happened like, hey, can I talk to you out here? Like, no, nah. no, nah, nah, no, that's not not a good time. <laughs> nope. Sorry, you're going to have to come out here. Yeah. Right. Come to a window. <laughs> come to my window. <laughs> I'm heading home soon. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. So for from both of us to everybody out there, we'll go ahead and get the we'll go ahead and say this. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Boy, does boy, does Patrick have the perfect Thanksgiving movie to talk about for you. Yes. (laughs) This week. But before we get there, is there anything new? Anything going on? Not much. Still got work being done as far as the house, the kitchen kitchen. and everything. You're getting new furniture in. So we pulled out the old couches to the. You know, in the yard, so the get picked yeah. up to the curb. Did they kind of fixed it? Like we have a door to the garage, but they covered that up and made it like a side door entrance, and where okay. the laundry is, because they were going to do a side slide door, which I think they're still going to do that. So they have that sectioned off. So when we slide the door to go to the laundry and dryer, there's also a side door to go to the garage. Just okay. So when the doors yeah. close, just like a solid wall. Right, right. They're doing like paneling in the living room where it looks like a white brick okay like we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do painting but the person they were trying to get the paint just couldn't you know get yeah. things solidified Schedule as far on. as time yeah. and all that so they're just gonna do paneling and hopefully it'll all be done before wednesday because still kind of a little mess right now but hopefully it'll be done in a couple of days and i'll have that all finished up because okay. i'm gonna be helping with preparing the feast so to speak what are you you assigned to well 
instead of turkey, we're gonna have like two chickens, like smaller okay. chickens. So one, no oven. But then I want to try to use the air fryer, pressure mm-hmm. cooker for one, just to see how that turns out. Okay. And yeah. Then, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be doing the sides, which is supposed to be greens, macaroni, you know, the normal stuff, dressing. Yeah. But my primary thing is trying to pressure cook chicken and then air fry to give it that color, like I did the chicken for Fourth of July. Okay. Yeah. I can't so, wait. Should be fun. Yeah. And, and that Wednesday, I'll be. If I end up not having to go into work Wednesday, I'll be going to pick Kyle up, so she'll be here. Nice. Yeah. Because I think her mom has to work Wednesday, which well, would mean uh, she wouldn't be able to bring her till the next day, and I want to make sure she's here. Yeah. yeah. So, told her, I'm going to pick you up early. I know you like to sleep in, but <laughs> try to get there so we can get back as early as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Cool, man. Now we're off to, off to Missouri. Go visit, the, go visit my mom and my brother and his family, so mm-hmm. we'll be doing that for Thanksgiving festivities. And I'm curious what movie I'll be watching streaming this year. Yeah. Uh, what was last year? The Terminalist, or was that the year before? I can never remember. And then the year before that was like Brittany Runs a Marathon. I can't remember what last year's was. But I know Terminalist was one of them. That was yeah. one year. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That was a movie. <laughs> yep. Well, and I know or was last year the Chris Pratt series, TV show series that I didn't like. It might have been that one. That was on Prime. That was that was the Terminal List, right? Was it? Oh, okay. Oh, I was thinking the Tomorrow War. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Well. But yeah, Terminal List. No. <laughs> Tomorrow War, man. But new it's double dose of Chris Pratt. <laughs> and it's just Pratt, Pratt. showing up everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like the. So, I made a comment when when we were talking about it last week about how they're coming out with the Garfield movie, mm-hmm. and there's only one voice actor that can do that can work in Hollywood, and that's Chris Pratt. Yeah, and then I sent you that there's someone must have heard us because there's a TikTok where a guy talks about his childhood and that he goes back to the future to let him know that. Everything from his childhood is going to wind up being voiced. They're going to make movies and it'll only be voiced by one actor. His name is Chris Pratt. And the only way you can escape this is by moving to the woods and never knowing who this person is. Yes. That's funny. That's, oh, I loved it. I was like, oh my God. It's, it's like, I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, things are going good here. Yeah. Yeah. We're just. Having a good time. My Missouri Tigers pulled out a, a nail-biter of a game Saturday night against Florida, in which I thought they should have won by a lot more than what they did. Yeah. But Florida held tough, and Missouri just, they were doing well. They just, you know, a couple of, they just couldn't stop Florida's running back, who's great. I mean, they have a great running back. Mm-hmm. And uh, they in their backup quarterback even has got some, some good can run the ball also. So, I mean, props to Florida. They, with seven, with, was it 36 seconds, I think, left in the game, fourth and 17, and Brady Cook just throws a beautiful catch to Luther Burden, the third, and then two more boom, boom catch, you know, throws to put them in field goal range. 
Eight seconds left in the game. The thicker kicker, Harrison Mivas, yep. drills it through the through the uprights, and then Ford only has five seconds left. Dang. So that put Missouri up by two, and mm-hmm. with five, and then they couldn't get anything going. And then there was basically they did like one play, mm-hmm. and then they thought the game was over. So they're already like you know the. Players are already, you know, going, you know, doing good game. And Missouri's coach was being interviewed by the ESPN field reporter. And then you hear one second in that the the refs are basically trying to get everybody back to the sidelines because they had to move the, the clock back to one second. They could have just ended it. <laughs> yeah, they could have. Yeah. yeah. Let's put it this way. All the, like, the play caller coaches up in mm-hmm. the booth. Yeah. I'd already left. They were gone because I thought it was over. So yeah. everybody left. <laughs> I was like, all right, out of here. So they literally just try and throw it again. And it, I mean, the guy caught it, but then got stopped, you know, within yeah. a couple of yards. But then that, you know, and that was it. But yeah. yeah, it's senior night in Columbia, Missouri. And what a, what a wild game. Grayson has gotten to where she, Whenever I watch the, whenever I watch Missouri play, anytime I stand up from sitting mm-hmm. from a sitting position, stand up to watch, she'll go, she, she'll go football, Dad. <laughs> just mm-hmm. yell football, Dad. Anytime I stand up to watch, and it, I and all I can do is just bust up laughing when she does it, and then I sit down because I'm like, yep, I'm starting to do that. Yeah, football, Dad. <laughs> But yeah, one more game at at Arkansas should be should be a fairly easy game because I think Razorbacks only have three wins all season. Like they're tied with Vanderbilt for worst team in the SEC. I'm surprised Vanderbilt got three games. <laughs> right. Facts. But yeah, so you know the this will give the opportunity for the Missouri Tigers to go ten and two when they were picked to be like slightly above Vanderbilt and Arkansas in wins for the season. And so it's just been a miraculously miraculous year. And as a Missouri Tigers fan, who's, you know, likes to be humble about the team. Yeah. It's just been a very exciting team to watch. And if they go back to being, you know, six and six next year, that's fine. This is just a f- amazing season. They've got you know amazing group of players, and it was just wonderful to watch them play. They, so. sur- they surpassed the expectations. So. Exceeded expectations exceeded, for sure. Yeah. yeah. If they were at Hogwarts, that's what their grades would be. Exceeds expectations. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, STP something to prove. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, Grayson and Ruth went to the Scott Hamilton's and Friends ice skating thing last night. I went to help celebrate a seven-year-old's birthday mm-hmm. and without any kids, which one would think would be kind of weird, but it, it wasn't. So it was a good time. But then last night, I did an interview with, at least from the other podcast, past guest I've had, MC Lars, and another nerdcore rapper named Schaefer the Doc- Dark Lord. They've got an album coming out. I think they're saying like early next year, but they've got like a five track EP that they've 
relief to the Kickstarter backers called 999. Mm-hmm. And what it is is the entire album is based on like dark Disney, like, you know, dark elements of Disney, like Haunted Mansion. They've got one called the, the, the apprentice. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Let's see, no windows, no doors. So it's a Haunted Mansion one. Tink of the Fae. So it's like an, okay. like an alternate, like Tinkerbell song. Yeah. Rated G for trauma, which everyone can relate to. Because it talks about all the, you know, all these Rady G animated movies that have all these, you know, where their parents die or, you know, some sort of like you just watch and it's just like all kinds of like just childhood trauma that we grow up watching, learning about death from Disney yeah. animated movies. So yeah, they always had somebody dying. <laughs> yeah. The Wizard's Assistant. There you go. From Fantasia. And then Finding Dreamfinder, which anybody that's gone to Epcot Center and done the ride in the ball with Figment and Dreamfinder. So that's the five song EP at the moment. Anyways, I'll be dropping that one on this podcast, but also as well on the other one, whenever I get around to getting it edited, they said no rush because album won't be out till, till spring or at least early next year. But yeah, at least I can get a, a little taste. But it's it's pretty good so far from what I've been from the five tracks they've dropped so far. I know they're gonna have one about Pleasure Island from Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Not about the rest of the movie, just about that one just that one part in the movie <laughs> where where people basically kidnap kids or have kids stuck or other kids to kinda yeah. come to this place and then sell them off, you know, where they can essentially eat, drink, smoke, you know destroy things and then they get sold off again turned into donkeys so basically it's about child trafficking so (laughs) just stuff like that yeah yeah it's pretty cool and i know let's see lars talking about there's another one about the black cauldron that he did it's one of his favorites and i'm pretty sure there'll be a who a who frame roger rabbit one because that's like lars's favorite movie of all time so i know he'll drop that in there too yeah but anyways, it's real good. Album's called 999. And the I'll get the episode dropped here within the next week or two. So everyone can listen and it'll drop on this podcast as well. Nice little nice little 25, 30 minute episode. That's your whistle. All right, let's get into it. Trailers. So the trailer dropped for Madam for Sony's for Sony's Spider Man universe, Madam Webb. Starring Dakota Johnson. That it did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure how much they're wanting to actually even stick with anything from the from its source material. Because from from what what do I do know, Madam Wood, Madam Webb is an older woman in like a floating wheelchair, pretty much. Yeah, as much as I know. (laughs) Yeah. Madam Web tells the standalone origin story of one of Marvel Publishing's most enigmatic heroines. Yeah. So the thriller stars Dakota Johnson as Cassandra Webb, paramedic in Manhattan who may have clairvoyant abilities. Forced to confront revelations about her past, she forges a relationship with three young women destined for powerful futures. 
if they can survive a deadly present. That sounds so bad. Emma Roberts is also in it. Sydney Sweeney, Isabella Merced, Adam Scott, Tahar Rahim, Celeste O'Connor, Joe Hennessy, Zosia Mamet, Mike Epps. Yeah. It is directed by S.J. Clarkson. Oh, it has like six screenwriters. So, yeah. This is set to be expected. We'll say it, it says release date, but we also had Craven's release date at one point. And now we, there's that. Yeah. This one's set to be released on Valentine's Day next year. All right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I watched the trailer and at the end. I was just, I don't know what I watched. It felt, it felt very much like Morbius's trailer. You know, just I, get, I was getting Morbius vibes from it. Where, I mean, there's some cool looking shots, but it's like they're, they're taking characters that are within the Spider Verse, but they don't have Spider Man. Although there is a character that looks like a Spider Man. Yeah. And so far, it's been kind of miss on everything. Even though they've had some success with Venom, but that's kind of a stretch on that as well. <laughs> exactly. But. They're somehow making movies without Spider-Man. You need Spider-Man yeah. <laughs> in there. You need it. But I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I mean, I got you know some reservations about the trailer, but I'm still going to watch you, it. And you and me both. Be, you know, be as optimistic as possible about it. Cautiously. Cautiously. As, as, <laughs> but it's definitely going to be a movie coming out. <laughs> It'll be something. Next is the trailer for Imaginary. A woman returns to her childhood home to discover that the imaginary friend she left behind is very real and unhappy that she abandoned him. So, yeah, it's a teddy bear. And this person they originally had. So, DeWanda Wise plays Jessica, who's the one that had the imaginary friend and that was, I guess, attached to this teddy bear, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she left, came back, and now... The little girl, Alice, played by Piper Braun, finds it and then starts playing with it. And then her imaginary friend, Chauncey. Chauncey. Fancy. (laughs) Yep. And then, of course, one of those, the teddy bear talks to her and all that. And gets her to do evil things, you know. It's a Blumhouse movie. I mean, it looks it looks it looks fine. I'll probably go see it. It should fit the mold of Blumhouse. Yes. Yeah. 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 It'll be fun. I mean, it'll be fine. Also starring Tom Payne, but Betty Buckley and Vanessa Falcone. Directed by Jeff Wadlow, written by Greg Erb and three others, and set to come out March 8th, 2024. Yeah. Be a nice little thriller to watch. Yeah. That's all I got for trailers. No. Oddly enough. Yeah, and I didn't make it to the theater to see if there's any other. I mean, there wasn't a lot of new ones that I saw. No. But which is understandable. I guess we'll start seeing a uptick of them since strikes and stuff yeah. come to an end. And actors are actually able to advertise their movies. So. Right. Start to see a uptick in things. Yep. But yeah. It's going to be an I guess, interesting next few weeks and months. The Yeah. <clears throat> It'll be going to be more curious 
basically this time next year. I think is yeah. really when we're going to be like, well, they're going to take a bunch of I, this. Okay. Since movies didn't get, you know, what, four months, five months, somewhere around there, between somewhere between four and six months, they were not, actors weren't making movies and writers weren't writing movies. Right. I really gonna, I really think it's going to affect Hollywood around this time next year. And I think we'll see a bunch of movies that, especially like Warner Brothers, that shelved a bunch of movies get released. Yeah, because they're going to need something. I did see that they are doing that Steve Urkel Christmas movie that was shelved, but it's coming out now. I don't know if it's going to theater or if it'll be straight on Max, but they're right. releasing it. So God bless. <laughs> hopefully they release Batgirl or Batwoman, yeah. whichever Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl. Hopefully, hopefully they release that because I'm up there. Yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> at least put it on Max, right? Yeah. Seriously, I will pay. F- I'll or just release it to. You know, like iTunes and Amazon, if you want to do that, I'll just go ahead and buy it and call it a day. Yeah, and if I don't it. like it, I don't like it, but it's the same amount as what I would pay, you know, like a pay-per-view type thing. So, yeah. I mean, people or if are I were to take the kids, I mean, shit, I'll just, yeah. Yeah, the people yeah. interested, they'll watch. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of people that are interested, actually. Yeah. Especially now that it got removed, they're even more interested. <laughs> right. There is one trailer I saw from a okay. couple weeks ago. I don't know if I brought it up. The Beekeeper with Jason Statham. So the, this comes out in January. So it's one of those movies, okay. I think. Yeah, January 12th. So in The Beekeeper, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on uh, national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. So he's, from what I, from the trailer, like he is playing a beekeeper, but he's also beekeeper with special skills. <laughs> so gotcha. And I mean, it's Jason Statham, so the action is going to be good, even if the story may be a little thin, I guess you could say. Well, I mean, it's directed by David Ayer, who did the tax collector, Bright, the first Suicide Squad movie, Fury, End of Watch, which that one's actually pretty good. Street Kings and and Harsh Times, which really his first three were actually pretty good. It's just, I don't know. Then sat, he did Sabotage. Fury's not bad. It's okay. And then, like, Suicide Squad, and it kind of went... But, yeah. And the, well, I, think I, I remember so, watching Text yeah, Collector. Okay. And, yeah. Just, just go for Jason Statham. <laughs> yep. He might I mean, be enough. Really, he might be enough. For anyways. Yeah, he might be enough for you to at least enjoy it from that aspect. <laughs> but it seemed like it's pretty, seemed like a pretty simple story. You know? Yeah. But other than that, that's all I've seen trailer-wise that's new for something coming out. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. What's I'll let you kick off this Thanksgiving episode. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Is that what we call a segue? Segue, right? right. That's something like that. It. I watched a movie Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yo, look at you. Not Charlie uh, Brown. <laughs> oh, no. It's definitely not Charlie Brown. <laughs> This released on Friday the 17th, runtime of an hour and 46 minutes, and directed by Eli Roth. The movie started off as a, was it like a mock trailer for the movie Grindhouse, which is mm-hmm. supposed to be like a trailer set between, <clears throat> which movies, let's see, Planet Terror and Death Proof, if they were to be shown as a double feature. 
And uh, have you have you watched that original 2007 mock trailer? God, it's been forever. It's it's pretty out. It's pretty slasher friendly. How to say that? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, this is directed by Eli Roth, starring Nell Verlach as Jessica, Patrick Dempsey as Sheriff Eric Newton, Rick Hoffman, Thomas Wright, uh, Jalen Thomas Brooks, Gabriel Davenport, Milo Mannheim, Karen. I'm guessing her last name is Cliche or Clish. And then uh, Jenna Gershon makes an appearance as well. After a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. So we start off in 2022. And, you know, you got people getting ready for Thanksgiving. One family, Mitch, who's a manager of Right Mart, he's getting prepared to eat, but then his manager... Gives him a call and says, you got to work because someone else can do it. So you got to fill in the spot so they can get prepared for their Black Friday sale at the Right March Superstore. There's like a sea of people gathered out front. Looks like a like a straight up mob, a horde of zombies, so to speak. And like kind of a running joke is, you know, everybody to, to stay calm. They'll get their waffle irons. You know, it's kind of set of big screen TVs. Everybody's there excited about waffle irons. <clears throat> Jessica Wright, whose father is the owner of the store, lets her friends, Evan, Gabby, Scuba, Yulia, and her boyfriend, Bobby, into the store early. And the people outside see this and become enraged, which they're already right. amped up as it is. And then they start making their way to the door to the point that the door breaks down. You know, they, they, make, they just stampede their way in. And it just is chaos after that. So... They wanted to get in. They haven't wanted them to stay calm. But once they start gathering towards the door, banging on it, yeah. then a decision is made to try to unlock the door, which is not smart. So the person that's trying to unlock the door gets gets trampled. After the door falls on them, you have a customer that slashes his throat on glass that's stuck on the door as he's coming in. Ooh. Store manager Mitch, his wife, dies after falling getting knocked over and getting hit by store carts you know the carts like gets hit in the yeah. head then her hair gets hung up on the wheel they literally kind of peel back part of her scalp like, that's how that's and she bleeds to death security guard dies a stampede you have one security guard that leaves says i don't get paid enough for this and bounces which i don't blame him <laughs> and then bobby who's jessica's boyfriend He's also a top baseball prospect from high school. He gets his arm strapped on and breaks. <laughs> Damn. And it's just a lot of madness. And then this whole thing, this whole situation has been recorded by Evan. And later on, somehow it gets leaked. But anywho, we jump to a year later. And yet again, the store is preparing for another Black Friday sale instead of staying closed, despite what happened the year before. And then Mitch, you know, and others are protesting it. But the manager's like, no, nah, we're still going to. Still gonna do it, <laughs> which I don't know. Money, right? <laughs> right. So Jessica and her friends receive social media notifications where they get tagged into a post that shows yeah. a dinner table set up for Thanksgiving and their names are at the different chairs. And then, like I said, the video of what happened the year before leaks, and now you have a killer that's dressed in black wearing a John Carver mask. <laughs> And John Carver is 
Per Wikipedia, is one of the pilgrims who braved the Mayflower Voyage in 1620, which resulted in the creation of Plymouth Colony in America, and is credited with writing the Mayflower Compact, and was one of the first signers, and then first governor of Plymouth Colony. And so, some changes that have happened since the year before, Jessica is now dating Ryan, because Bobby just disappeared, just left. And uh, we we saw Ryan earlier in the movie. He's showing interest in Jessica, but you know it's clear he's got no chance with her until Bobby leaves. But Bobby returns, and and then it just so happens that there's a John Carver mask to be worn during the parade. So of course there is. Yeah, I mean I don't know why you'd want to have that. And then from there it's just the killers basically targeting anyone that has anything to do with that riot. You know that everybody who dies in this is people that were there. Okay. Yeah. So. It feels like I know what you did last summer. Instead of this, is I know what you did last Thanksgiving. <laughs> Similar to Scream, you know, it's got a lot of little influences here. Yeah, you and go. and this killer just does not play. <laughs> like he's not wasting any time. He wants you, like Art the Clown from Terrifier. He's gonna get you. It's heavy on the slash slasher. There, mm-hmm. I don't recall any eye things. So if you ever check it out, there's nothing. Okay. No eye cool. moments. And compared to that trailer that was included in 2007, this is a little, it's not as graphic as that, but yeah. it's, it's definitely up there. And a lot of the scenes that shows in the trailer are recreated for the movie that are, you know, pretty, pretty well done. Cause there, there's a moment that happens in the parade that occurs in the trailer that pretty one-to-one recreation of it. Trampoline scene. If you've seen the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. But it's it's a good, it's a perfect holiday slasher. <laughs> <laughs> Get you right in the mood. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it, for what it is, it, it's, it's good. It's a good watch. You know, if you're yeah. if slashers are your thing. Yeah, I liked it. All right. Yeah, mine didn't have any of that. But so yesterday I took Grayson, who has been waiting for this movie for good better part of almost a year. Mm-hmm. We went and saw Trolls Band Together. Now, if anybody knows my daughter, she you should know that she loved. We wore out two copies of the first Trolls DVD. That's how much she's watched that movie. You said wore out. Wore out, as in like wow. too many skips and wouldn't play. Wow. Wore out. <laughs> That's hard to do for DVDs. <laughs> right? Like, I tried cleaning it and everything. There's just too many scratches on it, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. I guess if it was v- VHS, it would have started getting eaten up by the machine. Yes. <laughs> or just only had the or only had the sound, or had the picture but no audio. Yeah, I've experienced that. Yep. yep. <laughs> I've never done that. Well... And then she loved Trolls World Tour. One thing that, before I get into this, that I, I will give the Trolls movies mm-hmm. is that as a parent who has a child that loves watching the same movie repeatedly, like repeated viewings of a movie, this is one of those, this is a franchise of movies that has yet to irritate the piss out of me. Whenever she puts it on, there's no eye roll. There's no, you sure you don't want to watch something else? Like, none of that. Right. It's just like, 
Okay. Because I don't. It's just, yeah, it's just one that doesn't really bother me, which is good. Because there are plenty others that do that are not good. (laughs) They're like, oh my God, please, please put something else on. No more. (laughs) Yes. So, Frozen the Grin. Wonderful. How about something else? I think Monster House was like that with Kyla when she was younger. Oh my God. And it's such a bad movie. I did. I, I. I mean, it kind of became a guilty pleasure. I guess because I watched it so much, I got numb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so bad though. It's so such. The animation's cringy. The story's cringy. But yeah. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. So Trolls Band Together came out this past Friday. It's rated PG with a runtime of one hour thirty two minutes. In this installment, Poppy discovers that Branch was once part of the boy band Brozone with his brothers Floyd, John Dory, Spruce, and Clay. When Floyd is kidnapped, Branch and Poppy embark on a journey to reunite his two brothers, two other brothers, and rescue Floyd. <clears throat> so yeah, they John Dory is kind of like the leader of the boy band. Mm-hmm. And everything has to be perfect. They have to get this perfect harmony because they reach this. It's it's a perfect harmony. Only a f- they made it sound like it's a perfect harmony. Only brothers or you know like family. Yeah. Once they're in perfect harmony, can do and it would shatter or shatter diamonds. Like the perfect harmony could shatter diamonds. The sound of it. Okay. So. <clears throat> they are doing a performance and they get about halfway through it. Branch kind of, they're like doing almost like a pyramid type thing. Mm-hmm. And then he slips, falls, and then that causes everybody else to get out of harmony. And then they get tangled up and then fall. And then of course, because it wasn't perfect, John Dory gets in this argument with all the other brothers. And then they're like, you know what? We're done. And then, you know, the band breaks up and all the brothers go their separate ways to go do other things. And that's how Branch winds up with his grandmother. He ends up having to take care of his grandmother, which we learned from the first Trolls that came out many years ago. So it's not a big spoiler. Branch's grandmother gets eaten by Bergen. Yeah. And that's why he didn't like the Bergens. And that's why he had his little compound. But we find out in this movie that Branch was building that. For his entire family with like a 10 foot water slide. And that's why it was so deep in the hole. And just never could get the waterfall to happen. But everything else he he actually made for his brothers and got. And so. Poppy and Branch are having to, you know, Branch has never told Poppy about him being in a boy bank. It's not really something he wants to talk about, obviously, because painful memories. But he obviously misses his brothers, you know, deep down. And they end up having the they have the wedding for Bridget and King Gristle. So you get you get to see that RuPaul plays the voice of the person officiating the wedding. And there's actually a huge cast in this movie. So believe it or not. They so of course Anna Kendrick comes back as Queen Poppy, Justin Timberlake. As Branch, you've got Kevin Michael Richardson voicing Mr. Dinkles, Anderson Pock, Prince D, 
Eric Andre voices John Dory, Lance Bass. So the band members from NSYNC show up towards the end as a different group of trolls. Okay. But you've also got Camille Cabello playing Viva, who we find out is Poppy's sister, which we find out in the trailer. Yeah, J.C. Chavez, as, or Chazé, however you pronounce it, plays Hype. Kid Cuddy plays Clay. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel plays Bridget. You know, and David Diggs voices Spruce, which you would not recognize his voice at all, which right. is, you know, good voice acting. And then Joey Fatone plays the Blaze. Dylan Francis is Kid Ritz. And then, yeah, Ron Funches voices Cooper, who you don't really see much in this movie compared to the second one. Chris Kirkpatrick as Tricky. Zosia Mamet as Crimp. And Christopher Mintzplast as King Gristle. Kunal Nayar, Guy Diamond. Again, RuPaul is Miss Maxine. And then you have Amy Schumer voicing one of the villains, Velvet. Troy Sivan plays voices Floyd. And let's see here. Oh yeah, Keenan Thompson reprises his role as Tiny Diamond, who has a you know a little bit bigger role role in this one, which is great. Andrew Reynolds voices Veneer. So Velvet and Veneer are this new up and coming sibling duo and they are not good actors or they they cannot sing worth a lick it'd be like me trying to sing but they found that if they put one of the trolls floyd in almost like a old 50s like perfume thing container but it's made it's a diamond so what she does is she velvet sprays like squeezes the little thing to make it shoot out essentially troll fragrance almost or troll essence we'll say okay and that's what makes her able to sing because it's just sucking the life you know basically sucking the life out of floyd okay so and the more the more the two of them do it the more transparent he becomes almost like in the back to the future picture start losing like he just loses his color and becomes more clear until it almost kills him so their goal is Velvet wrote basically a note saying okay, almost like a I need help. So and so and so and so has me. Please come rescue me, Floyd. The was it the sensitive one? Yeah. So John Dory goes to get Branch to try and get the brothers back together so they can rescue Floyd. Not knowing that it's a trap that Velvet's actually the one that wrote it because she needs all the trolls so she can utilize their essence, you know, Brozone utilizes Brozo's essence so they can, you know, be famous singers and all that, make a bunch of money because they grew up poor and didn't have anything. They, Velvet's like, we're not going to live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's what they figured out. So now they have everything, but apparently that's not enough to Velvet. Veneer's just there, but also kind of guilty about things. So that's kind of your main plot. So then it becomes a road journey, like basically all the other Trolls movies have been. It's just this journey of, but you learn, you know, Branch has a family, has a family of brothers, you know, siblings, but they don't get along and he doesn't really want to be around them. You know, they, he doesn't really 
want to be with them, whereas Poppy doesn't have any siblings and would kill to actually have them. And so it's about the two of them back and forth about, you know, I would love to have what you have until they arrive during their journey and they come across Viva and they find out that Viva is Poppy's long lost sister. And they kind of do like a, a quick, what I like about this are the references to the previous movies mm-hmm. so that you know where it's at and kind of like the timeline of things that at the beginning of the first Trolls movie, you know, no troll left behind. But then, of course, their tree that they were in got caved in and apparently her and her sister got separated. So she had to kind of fend for herself and she still has a fear of the Bergen. Okay. Whereas now, like, you know, Poppy's like, well, best friend. She was at their wedding and all that. And trying to get Vio to come join her on this, you know, to go save Branch's sibling. And she won't do it. She's afraid to leave. Okay. Because of her childhood trauma. So. Yeah. But, you know, like every good Trolls movie, it's all about family. So. Yes. Trying to get them together and with a lot of good music. You know, the music's done well. The animation, DreamWorks animation's really gotten good. You could really tell, like. It, it, their characters really look like they're like made out of like felt material. You know? Like there's a lot of good texture to them and it's bright, vivid colors. You know, it's perfect for kids and Grayson really liked it. And yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought it was fun. Okay. Gristle and Bridget were acting like newlyweds as much as a rated PG movie would allow them to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, I was like, this is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's like s- simmer down, y'all. Simmer down. Yeah. Throw some cold water on them. But, but it but it worked. It worked, and it was funny. I mean, it was funny for us adults. But kids would be like, "What are they talking about?" Yeah, don't want to know. Yeah, but I enjoyed it, and yeah, it was it was fun. And you know, there's a lot of references to boy bands. From various different decades, you know, even going so far back, you know, to reference like the Bee Gees even and, you know, Jackson 5 and all the way through the 80s with a Menudo reference mm-hmm. and New Kids on the Block and all the way up from the 90s with those boy bands and even to a little more updated ones, you know, the more current, I guess you could say. And they made multiple references to different hairstyles sported by Justin Timberlake in his earlier boy band career. So there's a lot of like Easter eggs in that. So parents will really enjoy that part. Yep. So that's what I got on that one. Check it out. It'd be a fun movie for the family. And then this movie, I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but at least got in sync back together for a song. Yep. Sure did. Let's see. So my final entry. <clears throat> I was having trouble finding, you know, I didn't go, I only went to the movie to watch Thanksgiving and I didn't really have any motivation to watch anything else. But I finally watched Old Dads on Netflix. I'd seen a lot of people talking about it, say it was funny, pretty hilarious. So, you know, comedies are kind of hit or miss these days. But, yes, they are. Um, Especially but, uh, on ones on streaming. <laughs> yeah. And so I gave this one a shot and, well, we'll see if it. If it lives up to the yeah. things I've heard. But it originally released October 20th of this year. 
runtime of an hour and 44 minutes, directed by Bill Burr, which I think this is his featured debut, directorial debut. <clears throat> so Bill Burr, he'd be playing Jack Kelly. Then you have Bobby Cannavale as Connor Brody, Bokeem Woodbine, which I call Evil Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yep, right. Um, <laughs> he's playing Mike Richards. Katie <clears throat> Asselton is playing uh, Lee Kelly. Rain Edwards as Brittany. Jackie Tone as Kara Brody. Miles Robbins as Aspen Bell. Rachel Harris plays Dr. Luis Schmeichel Turner. I think it's Schmeichel. Schmeichel. <laughs> then uh, C. Thomas Howell makes an appearance, and this is Ed Aww. Cameron. I was like, I, I know I recognize, but I couldn't quite. Oh, Tommy. Pinpoint it, pinpoint it, but he's in this as well. So this is about, awesome. about three best friends who become fathers later in their life and find themselves battling preschool principals, millennial CEOs, and anything created after 1987. <laughs> so Jack, Connor, and Mike, a longtime friends and colleagues, and they're pretty much just struggling with how the world is now. You know, everyone is so sensitive. <laughs> Gotta yeah. watch what you say and how you act. There's a moment where Connor's son hits Jack's son. And so, you know, Connor makes an attempt to have his son apologize, but he gets chastised by his wife about it. Like, you know, saying, you know, his freedom of expression. How dare you, you know, basically she he gets scolded for it. You know, something that you would think you do, like you don't hit. Cause he basically says you don't hit your friends. So apologize, but he gets scolded for it. They also have a business together, which they sold off to, as they call them, millennials, but are kept on as employees. And to their surprise, the boss fires everyone over 35 except them. And they pretty much modernized the companies to be both gender and carbon neutral. And they're, they're having a bit of a struggle with accepting this. Later on in the movie, Jack is picking up his son and he's two minutes late and pretty much gets, you know, chastised and embarrassed by the principal. And she tells him that every minute that you're late, it's a dollar. And when he proceeds to try to pay her, she says, no, it's cool. The first offense is no charge. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me that to begin with? Uh, and then yeah, he, with that one. Yeah. And then he pretty much responds to her and, very, very vulgar manner, which she doesn't appreciate. But, you know, he leaves with his child. They get ice cream. And when they get home, he's like, when you go in, what you're going to do? Forget what happened. Just enjoy my ice cream, basically. Right. When they get home, principal's obviously called and talked to his wife about it. And she gets on him. And, you know, he's trying to explain that it's just ridiculous for how she reacted to him being a couple minutes late. So they're trying to get their son into a private school. And they need the recommendation from this principal. <laughs> so she's basically telling him to be on his P's and Q's for the next three months so they can get that. <laughs> and then at the job, Mike Connor and Jack get this assignment to try to bring in this drifter mm -hmm. played by C. Thomas Howell, who's basically living off the grid. And so they're trying to bring him in. They're trying to do a new thing where to make it where. You know, people are trying to be online and be famous with their their posts on TikTok and Instagram. Right. But now they're trying to go a different angle of someone that's not really trying to be famous, but be famous. You know, like unintentional yeah. fame, I guess, is what right. they're going for. And so they surprisingly convinced them to come back and do it. But they were they took a rental 
and this rental car has a video camera that recorded the trip and they sent video to their boss and they get fired over because of their conversation they had. It's just guys kind of shooting the shit on this trip. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since it doesn't really fit their, their, you know, I guess their, their standards, company standards, they get fired for it. And of course they're not happy about it. Cause like, you know, we're just in the car shooting the shit. Why, you know, why are we being recorded? Is that illegal? (laughs) You know? Right. So, but they get fired. Let's see. So Connor, you know, he's getting pushing up to 50, but he's not trying to be his age, trying to act hip and listen to the current music dress kind of, I guess, just younger than his age. Yeah. Mike has two adult kids divorced, but he has a girlfriend and their situation is kind of just perfect for him because she loves him. She wants to always, you know, hook up with him, but nothing too serious like marriage. So it's perfect. Yeah. Right. But then later finds out she's pregnant. <laughs> Even though he had a vasectomy. And so he kind of kind of freak, you know, has a little, little nervous breakdown, starts buying him a new car and you know, doing things. <laughs> doing, you know, things I guess the things you do, having your midlife crisis. But I mean the biggest thing here is just them they don't mince words. They say whatever's on their mind. Right. This is a new 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 world where everybody's sensitive to everything. And because of Jack pretty much blessing out the the principal. They make him apologize in front of everyone, even those that weren't there that day, people that even hear it. He's got to apologize in front of all the parents and the kids, which he doesn't like. He, st- he still kind of throws in some 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 jokes here and there, but, you know, tries to be a little sensitive about it. He gets assigned to run an auction for the school to bring money. But it, it's just a lot of good. Like, I'm not familiar with Bill Burr's stand up, but, yeah. but it, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's, it I, I laughed. I laughed pretty pretty hard in this just from the small jokes just little you know just un- unexpected type and it says that most of the comedy is movies from his stand-up and podcast and then for anyone who's a fan they will so the boss whose name is aspen is pretty much bill's perception of steve jobs and he kind of described let's say the way he pictures steve jobs is as just strutting around the office, eating some pretentious fruit like like a pear, and that's pretty yeah. much what Aspen does. He's doing like a like a PowerPoint, and by the end of it, he's basically has a pretentious fruit like a pear, like he's eating it, you know. But yeah. it's a lot of good humor. I needed it because I wasn't really in the best of mood. So if you're kind of gotcha. down and you want something to pick you up, this is a good movie to watch. Yeah, the humor, the chemistry between Bill Burr, between Woodbine, and Holly. So. Yeah, I recommend this. And it's on Netflix. So. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, too, watched a comedy on Netflix that I've been meaning to watch. In fact, I meant to see it in theaters, but never got around to it. Yeah. I watched Burt Kreischer's The Machine. Oddly enough, Burt Kreischer was in town Saturday for doing his stand-up. I know a couple of people that went. And then Sunday night, he was in my hometown, Springfield, Missouri, on his tour. So... I only know that because some of my friends from back home went and saw him there. But I remember that I've been wanting to watch this for a while and just keep forgetting to just do that yeah. with everything else. So I finally sat down for my Sunday morning movie, Chill Time, yeah. before everybody woke up. And I watched it. It's rated R. Uh, it's runtime of one hour, 52 minutes. I've met Burt Kreischer once during 
few years back, they were doing the Wild West Comedy Festival here in town. And Doug ben- comedian Doug Benson was doing one of his basically like Mystery Science Theater, Mystery Science Theater 3000 riff tracks type of thing mm-hmm. where it's him and like two other people. So it's him, Bert Kreischer, Nate Bargatze before he blew up and, and well, Ari Shafir was there, but he was just there. He wasn't like trying to be, he wasn't one of the three basically making comments through the movie, but he was, he was there then. Anyways. So Bert's a very funny person, very nice you know, just genuine person in, when you meet him. His stand-ups are hilarious. He His stand-ups are a lot of bits about, especially now, like his more recent stand-ups are like about his family and, the, you know, the, the jokes he makes about his family are like the stuff we could probably as parents think of, we just won't say. And yeah. He just says it. And Bert's just kind of a goofball and kind of a doofus sometimes but you can't help but like him. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he does all his stand-ups without a shirt on. So there's that. He's best friends with Tom Segura. They have a podcast together. And <clears throat> this <clears throat> movie is based is based on a bit in his first stand-up in which he's referred to as the machine. It goes back to a bit from when he took a, a trip with his high school to Russia. It was his, <clears throat> cause he had taken Russian one, two, three, and four. He says he didn't wear the thing, like had to speak any of it. And it ended up going on his class trip to Russia. And two of their like chaperones were essentially mob people. And they, you know, he ends up just kind of taking a lot of pop, you know, pop us pop culture and teaching it and using it as if it, was his own okay. jokes. So they thought it was really funny and he could drink everybody under the, you know, under the table. Mind you, he was 17 years old. Thanks. And so that's how he got referred to as the machine. So this is based on the bit, obviously not based on any, anything really true that actually happened. Just, you know, they took the bit and then just blew it up into a movie. And really went far-fetched, which was fine. It, it works. So in the movie, Bert's drunken past catches up with him 20 years down the road when he and his father, played by Mark Hamill, are kidnapped by those Bert wronged 20 years ago while drunk on a college semester abroad in Russia. So this family, this Russian family, so Bert, while on a train with these, you know, with the mob people in his class, he, while drunk, got talked into helping rob people on the train with these mob people. Well, one of the things he took was someone's, was this person's watch. So now, 20 years later, he, you know, he's got, his children have come to basically get that watch back from Bert or find out where it went. Because whoever brings the watch back to the father basically takes over the the mafia. Okay. Because his father's running, their father's running the mafia. And so that's basically the gist of it. Okay. And the MacGuffin's the watch. So that's the thing they have to go after. And they kidnap Bert 
and his father refuses not to go pretty much. And they're like, no, bring the father because, you know, he'll be good for, he'll be good for torture more or less. You know, we could torture him if Bert, you know, refuses to help at some point. Okay. And, you know, it's just a comedy of errors. It's very funny. There's a lot of dark humor as well, but a lot of just there, you know, it's told in some flashbacks because he has to remember where on the trip, you know, X, Y, and Z happened. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's about family again <coughs> in a roundabout way, you know, cause it's about the father and son. They're kind of estranged, you know, and the dad's not proud of him because of his career path mm-hmm. and that, you know, he just tells people he surprised people pay money to watch him with his shirt off for two hours, you know, for, you know, over an hour. Yeah. Telling jokes. It's like people pay money for this. You know, and his dad runs like a owns like a carpet business in Florida and, you know, with three locations. And he says, well, if this doesn't work out, you know, you can always come back and help run the family business he's like i'm not moving back to florida so carpet i guess in real life bert's dad was actually a lawyer <clears throat> but yeah the movie's really funny definitely not for kids okay i mean just because of the jokes and the humor and the the themes was the adult themes being portrayed but there's nothing like gory or anything there's a lot of comedic violence in it mm-hmm. for sure but it's good. I enjoyed it. Would I rewatch it? Eh, maybe. But it's not one I, I'll watch a lot. But it, I did end up, you know, I enjoyed it. I figured I probably would. And yeah, I'll check it out again. I mean, it's on Netflix. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what I got for this week. So, a little every- something for everybody. I think everything we've watched is the theme is common family. Domin- family. Yeah. Yep. That's that time of year, you know. Yes. So com- speaking of, so coming out this week, we have a little bit for everybody. Disney Pixar's new movie, Wish. I don't know if it's Pixar. I think it's just Disney. The new Disney film, Wish, comes yeah. out. Grayson's very excited for that one. Napoleon, Apple TV's Napoleon, comes to theaters. And Dream Scenario, the new A24 Nick Cage movie. Looks wild. Yeah. Man, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, Emerald Fennell's yeah, latest, Saltburn. And Taika Waititi's latest, Next Goal Wins, also drops. So, looks good. Looks like a, a little bit for everybody. Yeah. That's about it, man. I would definitely, if you have Apple TV+, Plus, check out Monarch. It fits in, it's a TV, it's a series that ties into the current King Kong Godzilla timeline. So events that occurred in Godzilla or G-Day are tied into this, plus the things that John Goodman's character from Kong Skull Island fits in this. Like it it all, it, it is all tied together. So it's not separate. It's all part of the same timeline. And, That's good. Oh no, it's 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 two episodes <coughs> in. They dropped the first two. It came out Friday. It came out Friday. They dropped the first two episodes, and then it'll be new episodes will be released every Friday. Okay. 
Cool. As did the four, season four of For All Mankind that I'm a big fan of. The first two episodes of that also dropped on Friday. So I had a lot to watch. And then I also watched TV-wise, always streaming. I watched... There was something else. I feel like there was something I was watching on Netflix, but I can't remember. Currently watching the... Is it Inside Poltergeist? So basically, it's documentary. It's on Apple TV Plus again, just where I'm at. (laughs) We're watching things, it looks like. But it's based infield, the infield poltergeist. It's four episodes. It's a documentary style in the sense that all the audio recordings from this poltergeist investigation in 1977, where these children are being, was this one specific girl is being tormented by a poltergeist in, in Enfield, England. And this person is record doing audio recordings of everything. And what mm-hmm. they do is they reenact, they use actors to reenact things, but they are lip syncing the audio recordings. So it's pretty cool how they're doing it, but it also has interviews and with the real people and as well as photos and everything. So it's very interesting. Apparently this is also this specific poltergeist is what the basis for the conjuring two came from or was inspired by. So another reason to check it out. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. It's four episodes. I'm on episode three or at least three quarters of the way through episode three. So it's very interesting, very kind of, you know, it's cool, different way to present information in a documentary. Keep it fresh. Yeah. That's what I've been watching there. All right. So a while back, I started watching when they see us. I have Mm -hmm. the last part to finish. It's not easy to watch, so I've mm-hmm. kind of been kind of spacing it out. So I watched part uh, third episode last week, so I'm gonna watch fourth episode sometime this week, and then I started watching a series on Hulu, Black Cake. Okay. Yes. Okay, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Decades after Bride Covey disappears in the ocean and under mysterious circumstances, a flash drive will change Eleanor Bennett's Bennett's life forever. So basically, you know, this woman has not been telling the, the truth to her kids about what her life is. And upon her death, that flash drive will reveal everything that she tried to keep hidden. And I've watched the first two episodes. It's pretty good so far. Yeah, that's all I have. It, it, it's, it's good so <laughs> far. <laughs> and then okay. on MGM Plus, there's a show called Beacon 23. I think it's based on a book by the author who wrote... You know, the series Silo, he wrote the same, mm-hmm. that book that became a series as well. Stars Lena Headey, Stephen James, Wade Bogart O'Brien, and Natasha Mumba. And it's about a man living in the 23rd century, works at a remote lighthouse in space that serves as a beacon to help passing ships. And Lena Headey's character, she plays Aster, and her ship crash lands on the beacon, and Stephen James plays... The character who's there, who kind of who helps her, and but he's got a bit of a history in his past, and and then that too. I'm also two episodes in, so I haven't gotten too deep into it. Okay. So so right now it's just they've met. He's got a shady past. She's there trying to get 
samples of something which he's refusing to give and it's kind of complicated at the moment so gotcha so i'm gonna try to finish that up too but yeah so far it's interesting okay and yeah cool yeah awesome 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 well for myself and patrick again we wish everybody a happy and safe thanksgiving good time for family fellowship and friends of course and a good time also well as well to check out movies and we hope everyone has a fun and safe holiday and we will talk to y'all next time thanks for listening if you enjoyed our show and have a moment please rate and review it helps us out a lot also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids you can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.